Hello, everyone, and it's so nice to have you here at the Welcome to Music podcast for music arts and classroom educators in early childhood and primary elementary schools, music therapists, studio music teachers, parents, and anyone who uses music with kids to support their well-being and development from zero to 12 years. My name is Susie Davies-Splitter and I've been teaching music to all ages in early childhood, schools and universities over many years. With my husband Phil, we run Welcome to Music where we create music resources. We have a membership community and present training and programs for kids and educators. Our goal is to help build confidence and creativity and enrich lives through the joy of music. I hope that this podcast can support and inspire you and maybe even make your job a little easier through sharing tips, chats, lesson plans, interviews and great quality music resources to use with your children. I use an inclusive, multimodal, multi-sensory and off-based approach to help make the learning stick. Please enjoy the Welcome to Music podcast and find us at welcometomusic.net. Thanks for joining our Welcome to Music podcast, episode number six, The Value of Music, A Principal's Perspective, where I'll be chatting with George Danson, who is the principal of LePage Primary School in Melbourne, Australia, where I teach. George is a huge advocate for music education and the arts and ensures that these subjects are at the forefront of the school's programs and the beating heart of the school. George remarks that children need to feel and tap into their imagination, their creativity. They need to feel connected. They need to feel that joy. Students need these elements to feel whole and music provides that. How lucky am I to have a principal that understands the value of music education for each child. Listen to the podcast or read the transcription in the blog and find out more from a principal's perspective. A huge welcome to you, George, and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. And I'm very excited about this. You are the first principal that I am interviewing, and I hope to interview a few more that really believe in the value of music and the arts. And I know that you do so much. And I thought rather than reading out, you did send me your bio but rather than reading this out would you like to talk through this i think it would be so much better to hear you say it than Mm. than me read it out well pretty much from a little child i used to listen to my father sing and play the piano and and my grandmother used to play the piano and i had this there was this magic about listening to them do that and uh, as i started you know towards school I, i would make up my own songs and, and sing along to my own little tunes that I would make up. And going into primary school, I loved recorder groups and uh, choir, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it gave me a real sense of voice. 
and being able to express myself. And then moving into secondary school, my music teacher said, you'll be great at the clarinet. I didn't even know what a clarinet was. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I majored in clarinet and I was a singer in the school band and we went to Mildura and around the state performing and it was just a wonderful experience, especially to build my self-confidence. And then as I went into my teens, I I picked up the guitar and I could strum enough to sing along and uh, make my family happy and I actually did join a gospel band that travelled to New Zealand and we did some gigs over there and I wasn't very good, but uh, uh, (laughs) very forgiving. (laughs) And then going to university and doing my Bachelor of Education with a major in music, so I picked up piano and continued singing. And so when I started teaching as a generalist primary school teacher, I had this amazing understanding that music brings joy And it can really be something that's enriching. And so, you know, in my teaching years, I would run choir groups and concerts. And, and, you know, I remember one time my um, students, they sang and did actions to uh, Beds Are Burning uh, by Midnight Oil. And it was a legendary (laughs) performance. It was so good. Uh, And so coming into principalship, you know, um, I still kept it going. But it's something that never dies. It's within me always you know, getting the, the staff up to perform and, and to sing. And, you know, we've been the Partridge family and the Pet Street Boys and you name it. And we've just brought the house down. And it was amazing to see the joy on people's faces and the surprise. But also it's just about who I am. And so music has been there from the start and continues to be a part of my life. And so that sort of gives you a, a context of where I'm at now. And obviously there are so many principals and so many educators that don't have that background. And the fact that you do and you know about the joy that it brings makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. you want your children to experience what you've experienced. Yeah. So we, we have to somehow try and get through to other principals and other educators. Yeah. Let me just say to our listeners that you are the principal at LePage Primary School in Melbourne and that's where I teach and I've been there for the last year and you have been very, very supportive of music and the arts. Well, that's probably why I'm there actually (laughs) Uh, because I just, you know, at the sort of tail end of my career, um, I wouldn't bother being in a school where it's not supported and valued. But of course, so many schools, there isn't even a music program and it's just so sad because you know the value of it and also how it can really help kids through their literacy and their numeracy. Yeah. And I've spoken to so many principals over the over the years and they kind of say, well, we've had to get rid of the music program and the arts program because we've got to focus on literacy and numeracy. And yet we can do that through the arts. And of course you would know that. Yeah. How do we get that message across? Yes to other educators and other principals? That's the big question, isn't it? It's a really big question. So you learned clarinet, and I know that I have uh, spoken to you about uh, possibly 
having the courage to play in front of the kids, even if it squeaks a bit, maybe you could think about it for next year. Sure. You, you obviously played guitar and that's something that maybe you could do as well because I find that when the staff get involved, it makes all the difference to the kids. They see, yeah. wow, it's something that their role models and staff are very often their role models, um, you know, when they see them getting involved and playing. And as you know, Miss um, Anna, who is uh, one of the staff members at, at our school, she played the violin and she was a bit hesitant about it. And uh, she said, oh, I used to learn, I, I might get it out. And it just makes such a difference. And then another staff member, uh, also, we had a drum kit up on the stage for for a little while and, and he uh, said, oh, I used to learn the drums, so I might get up and do something. And the kids just like, oh, they're beaming because they just think, wow, it's something that, um, you know, that, that yeah. my teacher has done. So I would love you to, whether it's strumming some chords on the guitar or playing the clarinet or singing with the kids, um, and, and see if we can get uh, some of the other staff as well to, uh, to bring some of that uh, to the kids as well, because it's just so important. Well, you've talked a little bit about family influence. Your father sang and played the piano. And so that, did that really inspire you as well? Uh, he wasn't very good and he used to play by <laughs> ear. But the fact that the the piano is in the living room, I, I would want to tinker with it. And he taught me my first few songs, you know. So yes, it was a big inspiration. Yeah. And uh, and I, I my grandmother, she and I were kindred spirits. So um, there was some type of uh, depth to that connection and wanting to be a bit like them. Yes. Yeah. And. Yeah. That's certainly how it was for me too. Yeah. Uh, mum was a, well, both mum and dad were music teachers. So yeah, had music in the house all the time and had little concerts and mum would hire halls and we'd, you know, we'd go with all the student, all her students and my brother and I would go along and join in. And it was just part of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's just, as you, you know, you've said, it's just so joyous. Um, to yeah. grow up with that. It's just so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, who or what was your greatest musical influences? I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always loved music. And in the 60s, I remember watching The Seekers performing. Yeah. Um, and we used to sing their songs in primary school. The teacher would write all the lyrics up. And we would learn all the, the lyrics on the big charts. And I remember being called George, and one of their biggest hits was Georgie Girl. And I, was, <laughs> right. I was mortified by that. <laughs> but nonetheless, I still enjoyed The Seekers very, very much. And even through to, you know, um, the passing of my father and playing uh, one of their songs at uh, his funeral, um, the carnival is over. They've always been with me, just such a powerful group. And I think they imprinted on me during the 60s when I was in my um, early primary school years. 
Peter, Paul and Mary were another group at the time, uh, and Puff the Magic Dragon and uh, 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 Blowing in the Wind, all of those classic uh, folk songs that were just so beautiful. But then um, I, I love so many groups, um, you know, ABBA is a favourite pop group of mine. They were a hit when I was 13 years of age and they captured my heart and I've been on the ride with them ever since. But um, they would be my greatest influences. But I do love classical because I've learnt clarinet. So that, you know, uh, there's a whole range of different styles uh, that have influenced me. But they are my favourite seekers, Peter, Paul, Mary, ABBA, and there's also, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the style, but going in the, through the 60s in the United States with Black Americans singing, in particular women, um, uh, dancing in the streets and um, those types of songs, they still have such an impact on me when I listen to them. Uh, something very strong in, in, in that sound that uh, it connects with my energy. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's interesting that you mention energy. Next year, we're going to trial having a sing-along at the assemblies, each yes. week, which I'm so looking forward to. And I think you're absolutely right in terms of the energy. It just connects us to our own energy and to each other's energy as well. And that's such a special thing about singing yeah. music. So I can't wait to do that. We can do some of the Seekers and Peter, Paul and Mary and <laughs> Abba songs. <laughs> you already have, and I really enjoy the other ones. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the Welcome to Music podcast is brought to you by the Welcome to Music membership, where for a small monthly or reduced yearly fee, you can download all of the notes, music notation, ukulele chord charts and percussion arrangements for the podcasts, blogs, webinars and Freebie Fridays. Have ongoing access to over 50 hours of music education and video recordings suitable for early childhood and the primary elementary school. Access over 50 hours of professional development certificates for courses, webinars and workshops access great discounts on events and products and access hundreds of musical resources to use in your classrooms. Join us at welcometomusic.podia.com forward slash welcome dash to dash music dash membership dash plan. How do you think music education can help kids develop and why is it important? I know you've already touched on on that, but just you know, tell us tell us again, or maybe in a different way. I think personally, uh, gospel music or any emotional music really does talk to me, and uh, and it can really help me process what I'm going through and what I'm living through, and it can inspire me. Um, and I think music in general touches the soul, and it brings joy and hope. I believe it heals your emotions. I see that it fosters imagination, creativity, and connectivity with others. And so, you know, we talk about teaching, the teaching of the whole child today in our school systems. And I think today more than ever before, uh, students need these elements to feel whole. They need to feel healed. They need to feel tap into their imagination and their creativity. They need to feel connected. They need to feel that 
joy. And and music provides that. And the great the great thing is is that a style may be doing that for one student, uh, a different style will do it for another student, but it's there for the taking. And all we need to do is to provide it. But it's more than ever before, I, I just see the need to really to support students, you know, uh, post-pandemic and the, the younger students coming through, we, we see a different mindset and, and a different emotional level and anxiety at a heightened level. Yeah. And it's not just our school, it's across the whole system, oh, the whole Western world, you know. Absolutely. No, you're, you're so yeah. right. You said that so beautifully, George. Thank you. Because I, of course, agree with you that <laughs> music makes the child whole. Yeah. And, you know, over the years I've had arguments with people who they play devil's advocate and they yes. say to me, well, <laughs> actual fact, you don't need music. You don't need music in your life. You can go through life without it, but we're so much richer yeah have that experience and as you say we're we're whole we become whole by being able to have that in our lives yeah what i would love you to talk about is then how do we convince other principals at other schools and other educators yeah. you know, that that are, are so caught up in we've got to get the naplan results up the goals have to be the literacy uh, goals, the numeracy goals, there's no time in the curriculum to make for music and the arts. How do we get that message across to other educators and other principals? I think what's current and unfolding at the moment as a point of identified need is mental health and well-being, yes. and it's becoming increasingly a challenge in society. And the change begins with us. Uh, uh, schools who prioritise music exposure in a targeted way attract families and build positive reputations. And I'm thinking of McKinnon High School, you know, years mm. and years ago, yes. Sandringham Technical School, when I was a child, it was a draw card. People yes. were saying, wow, look at the music, look at the look at the performance. Mm. Um, uh, the more schools prioritise music, the greater the evidence will speak for itself and clearly display to governments that they too need to prioritise music exposure. Perhaps then changes in educational policy and funding will positively affect school systems. You know, it's always done the opposite, the other way around. You know, it's never the, the Department of Education isn't about to say, let's go with the performing arts or, you know, music, whatever. They're always looking for evidence. They're looking for, well, you know, what is the need? What is the greatest need? And we are in a really privileged time as far as music lovers because we know that mental health and well-being is now becoming a priority within in the Department of Education in Victoria. And so when we look at our... Um, annual implementation plans, we need to have an academic and a, and a well-being, student well-being mm -hmm. goal. How beautifully does that well-being goal sit as an umbrella over or the music over that? Absolutely. Um, right? And I, I also know that there's funding for that yes, in yeah. every school. Absolutely, yeah. 
It's, oh, only, it's only going to increase. That's how I see it. But yep. um, like we're talking about music therapy in schools, we're talking about uh, you know creativity and 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 detoxing and mental health and well-being uh, strategies. And what we need to do, I think, is to as this school grows and develops uh, in music exposure and joy and, and, and expresses that to the community. It's word of mouth, you know, that it starts yeah. on the ground level. And um, the more we can do this and link what we're doing in music to the funding that's coming in for mental health and student wellbeing, the more equipped we are to increase what we're doing and to share that. And it's that sharing uh, that attracts families that gets the word out through the communities. And then the department starts to say, hey, what are they doing in that school? Why is their culture so positive? Why are those children happy? And that's, yeah. that's I think, how we can best initiate change at a government level. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's wonderful. But it, it ta obviously takes time, but we'd have um, to do it yeah. through, through example. And you're certainly you know you you are clearly leading the way in that uh, which is fantastic so that brings me to my next question what would you like the music program to look like I mean it's really in its would you say it's kind of in its infancy state I think it's, I think it's about well since you've come along um, and we had a wonderful teacher last year as well yes uh, we really just started to tap into it here being a very tiny school and growing and a, and very much impoverished financially when you've got low student numbers in a government school in yeah. victoria um, but as we're gaining momentum with the student enrollment and we've had this is the second year of music as a generalist program with professionals we had volunteer people doing some music yeah. but you know having professionals it's made such a difference so we're just in the infancy stage. But I have been in previous schools that I've led that we've been really quite strong and and had amazing experiences and, and events with the community. So here we're, we're on our way. And I, I think now's the time for our to be planning for the next three to five years. Where do we want to be? So it's a really good question. Yeah, I think for us, it's about, which we already have, that the, every child goes to a music lesson once a week with a professional teacher. And in that program, there's a whole range of instruments and experiences and styles uh, that they are exploring and tapping into. We have a private instrumental program that children can tap into if they want to learn a, a different type of instrument in a, in a paid-for-service way, which helps as well. It's about really also trusting your music team and your music teacher or, or leader and tapping into other teachers and you know this is where we'll build up this synergy that will attract other staff members and parents and students along the way and i can see solo artists ensemble groups powerful and i say spiritual in inverted commas but a powerful emotional spiritual choir weekly school performances you know we're looking at changing assemblies next year to also have uh rather than other things that we've put in. We're taking stuff out of the assembly 
agenda and we'll put more performances in and and performances beyond the school gates and concerts and therapy groups you know can you imagine students are providing musical therapy for their peers how empowering is that oh, you know love it <laughs> um and and also i i see that as we re-establish this school physically to be applying for grants for the a range of purposefully built practice and teaching and learning and, and performance spaces, you know, so that you can have the trombone being uh, practiced in that cubicle and you can have the violin next to it and the drums down the, down the hallway. And what really excites me, we spoke about this in our leadership meeting this morning, about producing a TV program at the wow. school, then uh, boom out on uh, our social media to the parents with a focus on the seven habits of highly effective people. But how amazing is that platform to bring music through that to, okay. to our community? Yes. So, you know, having that social um, media platform streaming and the school website, having our music, our students presenting, acting, playing, and having that voice and agency through music in those platforms, that's what I see happening here. And, you know, at the end of the day, the students will be speaking more confidently. They'll be believing in their capabilities more so. And we we both know that they'll achieve higher academic standards, especially in literacy and numeracy, because music is so mathematical and so joyous that it actually develops the brain. It's those... Um, neuro links and, and pathways within the brain that the more you practice music, the more you focus on those melodies, those harmonies, those rhythms, you're building, you're building memory yeah. capacity, you're building logical awareness and, and, and problem solving strengths within your own mind. So we, and that's a fact, we know that the evidence oh, and the research has been there absolutely. for decades. That's right. And more recently, probably over the last 20 years, the neuroscience. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a lot of people have been studying the neuroscience and, it, you know, it's it's all evidence-based now. I yes. mean, the research is absolutely there that yeah. our brains, you know, through the music, our brains are firing all the time. And just as one example, music can help with kids reading. Yes. So by keeping a steady beat, by by reinforcing that beat through yeah. putting it on the body, through singing, through playing instruments, that can help children's speech, yeah. reading, and and that's amazing. And all that yeah. research is there. It's just so important that kids have that exposure to music. We need to get the message out. So thank you for saying all of that. My last question to you is, I call this the elevator pitch. So what is an important musical message you'd like to leave us with and what would you like to impart to our listeners? I would like our listeners to, if they haven't done so already, think about the link with mathematics and music. You know, I was listening to the song from The Sound of Music recently, Do A Deer. Yes. My goodness. I was listening to it like I was a maths teacher and it made the most perfect sense I, it's like perfect it's absolutely perfect and if that were that's a, that's a mathematical equation when you when you look at how the song is put together and it keeps going back to do 
Yes. It's, okay. it's incredible. That, that's, yeah. It's great with the hand signs. Do, ah. my dear, re, mi, fa, so. And yes. That, that is but, just so mathematical. I want everyone to know that it's, it's, it's like mathematics with fun, right? That's what yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> and um, secondly, I, I've got a favourite song of mine and it's uh, called Music Was My First Love and it's by John Miles. I don't know if anyone knows it out there, but it's from the no. 70s. No, the I reason didn't... I love it so much is that it's a pop song, but after a verse or two, it then goes into classical, upbeat classical music with an orchestra and then it's so loud and then it comes down to just a trickle again with the keyboard and then it goes into a verse again as a pop song. And so you get this amazing um, mixture of, of classical, of pop, of rock, of highs and lows. Yes. And, and uh, my favourite lyrics from that song, and I want to read them to you because this sums up what music means to me and what I would hope it means to everyone, and this is how it connects us. Music was my first love, and it'll be my last. Music of the future and music of the past. To live without my music would be impossible to do, because in this world of troubles, my music pulls me through. Oh, if I were to sing that, you would just be so excited because the music <laughs> is so amazing. And when that is uh, sung at the very end of the song, you've got the whole orchestra crescendoing. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so great hearing, first of all, your musical journey and how passionate you are about music and really understanding the value. So it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> speaking to you. Thank you so, A so pleasure much. pleasure to talk with you as well. And we are so, so grateful and, and fortunate to have had you choose to come to our school to start a new journey for our community. Thank you. Oh, thank you, George. No, it's a real pleasure working at the school and I'm looking forward to the future. Thank yeah. you so much, George. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Welcome to Music, building confidence, creativity and enriching lives through the joy of music. In the show notes, you'll find links to a summary of this episode and our social media platforms. And in the blog, you will find all the notes and the links to this episode. Our goal is to help make teaching and learning music easy and fun for all. I use an inclusive, multimodal, multisensory and all-faced approach to help make the learning stick. Find us at www.welcometomusic.net. Find hundreds of our songs on the streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. And again, search for our names, Susie Davis Splitter and Phil Splitter or the song title. And lastly, please join us in the socials on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find us if you put in Welcome to Music. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being with us and I hope you have a fabulous rest of the week and weekend and enjoy Welcome to Music. Welcome.